1: This is News Radio 1059 WBBM's All Local. Listen and subscribe for Chicago's most up to date news each weekday morning and afternoon. Now, from the WBBM Newsroom, these are the most important news stories from the Chicago area.
0: Today, the first major winter storm of the season, expected to head into the Chicago Chicago area tonight and could dump up to a foot of snow in some parts of the region. We're going to check in now with AccuWeather meteorologist Brian Thompson for more on what we can expect
1: snow will overspread the area from southwest to northeast into the evening hours tonight and that will continue through the overnight hours we do expect roads to become slippery over the course of the night as lows will get down into the low and mid-30s and then that snow will continue into tomorrow uh, then it will mix with or change to rain at times and then we'll see that switch back over to snow before tapering off tomorrow night. Total snow accumulations of 3 to 6 inches expected across the Chicago area near the lakefront 6 to 12 inches expected across most northern and western suburbs where there will be less mixing, and again, things will improve as the storm pulls away into Wednesday. Brian Thompson is Radio 105.9 WBBM. School district leaders in the western suburbs are preparing for the expected winter storm, which could mean a day of e-learning for students.
2: For schools in West Aurora, snow days are still a thing. But District 129 Superintendent Jeff Craig says depending on how long severe weather lasts, he could opt for an e-learning day instead. It's not
1: optimal. And so what we said is if we're going to be out more than one day, we'll probably implement e-learning. If it's going to be a singular day, we would use an emergency day so we just call a snow day where there's no expectations or obligations school related at that time.
2: Craig says the decision to cancel school comes after several meetings and his own assessment of the roads in the morning. About
1: four of us get up including myself about three o'clock we're on the road by 320 and we drive segments of our community just to make sure the streets are plowed make sure that uh, we have safe access
2: to our buildings. But he says making the decision isn't easy. In fact this is probably one of the
1: most impactful the most difficult decisions that we make because our, our families depend on our schools for
2: so much. Carolina Garibay, News Radio 105.9 WBBM. And as
1: always, you can check live interactive radar anytime under the Weather tab at WBBMNewsRadio.com.
0: Now to other news now. A Gold Coast burglary early this morning leads to a shootout between Chicago police and a suspect. WBBM's Nancy Hardy reports from Northwestern Memorial where the suspect and one officer are now recovering. Police say officers were responding to a burglary at a luxury retailer near Oak and Rush at about 4.15 a.m.
2: They attempted to drive uh, one vehicle, um, which uh, was an SUV a Durango. They attempted to drive that into uh, the window of uh, the
0: Protestant Superintendent Larry Snelling says two officers encountered a male suspect who ran off. They followed and told him to drop the gun, he says. The superintendent says when the suspect didn't, the 55-year-old and 29-year-old officers fired shots, as did the suspect. The older officer and the suspect were hit.
2: They applied a tourniquet to the officer, Those officers also applied life-saving techniques to the subject who was struck.
0: Police recovered two weapons and are still looking for other suspects as well as the cars they used. At Northwestern Memorial, Nancy Hardy, News Radio 105.9 WBBM.
1: The accused Highland Park gunman is still in max security after new jail violation. The Lake County Sheriff's Office tells WBBM Robert Cremo III's violation happened December 21st. Jail officials say that he used the PIN number of another inmate to make a phone call, even though his phone privileges had been suspended. This new incident causes Cremo to be disciplined for another 60 days in the administrative segregation unit of the Lake County Jail, which would put him back in his normal cell block March 3rd. Jail officials say that Cremo was attempting to call his mother. Terry Keschner, 105.9 WBBM. Chicago's
0: inspector general says she's addressing allegations of retaliation at City Hall. Allegations of
1: mistreatment on the job and the retaliation for speaking up about it, including termination and being placed on the city's do-not-hire list. The city's Inspector General, Deborah Witzberg, at her office on Sedgwick on the near north side tells us that retaliation by city employers, even the mayor's office, is never acceptable.
0: Certainly not, and there are strong legal protections in place to guard against retaliation for people who are whistleblowers, for people who make complaints to OIG and participate in OIG investigations.
1: Whitsburg tells us that she can't comment on specific details concerning cases currently under investigation or that are likely headed her way, but she did describe for us a history of troubled transitions at City Hall with this latest among the most painful as far as the amount of turnover. She says developing some protocols
0: around the transition of power at City Hall might be a good thing. There are not a lot of guardrails in place around the transition administration, both on the fifth floor of City Hall and in fact in City Council. There is Precious little on the books in way of guidance for what's supposed to happen when there is a transition.
1: On the near north side, Brandon Ison, News Radio 105.9 WBB. More than 50 years after her death, the FBI is picking up the case of a Chicago girl and sharing new disturbing details.
0: It was September 1st of 1973 that six-year-old Kathy Barbara Davidson of Chicago was reported missing at Warren Dunes State Park in Michigan, where authorities say she had been visiting with her father Robert Davidson and his new wife Anna Young. She was never found. In 2016, FBI officials say Kathy's mother reached out with new information and suggested her ex-husband and Young were covering up the girl's killing and that it may have had something to do with Young's role in a religious cult in Florida in the 80s. In 2021, she pleaded guilty to the murders of two children at that cult through disturbing rituals. A month later, Young died in prison of COVID-19. The FBI now says they believe she murdered Kathy at their Chicago home by suffocation and that someone may know where her body was placed. Anyone with information now being asked to come forward. Andy Dane, News Radio 105.9 WBBM. Members of the Chicago Civilian Police Oversight System are now looking for nominees to carry on the work long time the
2: community commission on public safety and accountability the one that screened candidates for police superintendent and the police board is an interim commission sam schoenberg a member of the 19th police district council says he and other local council members want people to apply for what will be full commission seats the nominating committee plans to give mayor brandon johnson 14 names from which he'll pick the seven commissioners
1: now that the district councils are in place we take the next crucial step to realize the vision of this movement a nomination process run by directly elected district counselors founded on the insights and interests of every police district in Chicago.
2: There are requirements. Some commission members should be lawyers or community activists or younger people, and they must be willing to work hard for little pay. At City Hall, Craig Delamore, News Radio 105.9
0: W.
1: All Local is a production of News Radio 105.9 WBBM, Chicago's news, traffic, and weather station. Please like and subscribe to this podcast on the Odyssey app to continue receiving up-to-date news and information.